I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic Video Edition. For those of you who have video, you're going to see us, which is amazing. And I'm here with one of my good friends, Edwina Finley Dickerson. And Edwina is amazing. Her and her husband and I have been friends for a while. And we've done some stuff in, in Los Angeles together. We believe together for a lot of things, which is amazing. But let me go over some of the things you've been involved with. Because currently, I've seen you on Black Lightning. You're on The Fear of the Walking Dead. You're on Tyler Perry's show, which is called Loving You is Wrong, which I've only seen once. I have to admit, I've only seen it once. But in, in your history, I mean, you were in just a couple years ago. I remember going to see Get Hard with Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. It was such a good movie. You were Kevin Hart's wife on that. It was so good. But you've also had some some awards like the Sundance award-winning feature, Middle of Nowhere. You played Rosie. And this was a very, it was hard to watch. Like It was a hard to watch performance because you were so passionate, so real. Like I, I couldn't separate my friendship from, I, I mean, I couldn't see my friendship in you. Like it was such a different person on screen, which is amazing. And then Free Indeed, one of the most, um, impressive movies you've been in. That that one was behind the scenes. I think the most most people who are involved with the artistry of movies saw that and went, wow, what an incredible movie. I mean, it just goes on on Treme, and you were on, uh, uh, of course, the the Wire. I almost said the Shield, the Wire. <laughs> I mean, you've been you've been around here for a while now, and I know your story because we've talked for hours and hours and hours. So I know your story, but you've you've never stopped working. Like you were one of the hardest working women in Hollywood <laughs> for real. <laughs> I mean, being so much right now, currently too. You're on like three shows currently. <sighs> But welcome to the show. Thanks for Thank being on. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank yeah. you for having me. Hi, guys. So glad you're here. And I, I want to just reiterate to our audience, like we talk about exploring hearing God's voice and how his voice changes our options and gives us new options. And we've heard a lot of really good stories. We've heard a few people in the entertainment industry stories. But what I love is that I think it's because of my connection to you guys, because I really love you guys on a relational level. There's so many amazing stories like in your life. You have this prophetic calling that like your marriage and the move here to Los Angeles and even things in New York before you were here. And I mean, every step of the way and then your career as well, like the level of trust and the level of faith you've had has been really inspirational. So I'm going to say thank you for that. Wow. Thank you. And I feel like you're going to make me cry right now. You're still <laughs> introducing me. That's crazy. Like, I see you. Wait, wait, I recognize you. Oh, you paid a price. It's oh, true. Thank you for just being so sweet and so kind and so powerful and so real and authentic <laughs> here in this landscape. I love and appreciate oh, it's a, you too. It's a, such a unique landscape, right? I mean, it, it was interesting growing up around a lot of ministry, church-centric stuff. I was around a lot of kind of big personalities and stuff in the in the ministry world. And when I moved over into the Hollywood scene, I was like, oh, it's the same thing. It's just mm. in Hollywood. It's like kind of the same dynamics, the same politics, the same mm. weirdness, but also the same goodness. Yeah. And so it's really good to be able to move out here. But I love your heart because you've been able to be just authentically you in every environment you go to. Mm. Like there's no pretense. You're just you. And Thanks. yet you fit so well in every freaking environment you go into, which is awesome. So we're going to talk to you in the show. We take a little break. But we're going to talk to you on the show. That's when we, when you're going to shine, which is beautiful. And we're going to talk a little bit about your story because some of the ways that God led you are, and some of you might have heard Edwina last season when we did the panel, you shared a little bit of it, but I felt like it was like a taster. So I'm hoping to get more into it. 
And so come right back with us. We're going to talk to you about Edwina. Hey, this is Sean Bowles. I'm going to tell you about a book I wrote called Keys to Heaven's Economy. And this is based on an encounter I had with the minister of finance, which was an angelic being. I know this is intense to hear and believe, but it's an angelic being whose sole purpose was to steward the economy of heaven so Jesus could get all of his reward in our age and the age to come. It was so beautiful, this encounter, but it changed the way I thought about finances practically and also brought scriptures to life like I'd never seen them before. This book has become a bestseller internationally, and I want to encourage you to get your copy today at www.bullsministries.com. Welcome back to our first ever video edition of Exploring the Prophetic. If you're listening to this on audio only, there is a video version you can watch on our website, which is really fun. And we have Edwina Finley here. Edwina! Oh, I'm so glad you're here with us. Me too. Uh, thanks for being on our first one. I'm so excited. I'm like really honored that I get to do the inaugural video <laughs> podcast. This is really exciting. Yeah, well, you, you look good for it. So thank God it's you. you. You make me look good because I'm just me. I have a voice for radio. You oh, know? come on. <laughs> I told you like a little Bishop Jakes with this blazer on. <laughs> got, got <laughs> and the key. Said, you got the keys uh, to I'm the I'm wearing a t-shirt right though. This is just a t-shirt. And it's a giving key. So I had to wear that. I but we don't it. have much time. And I want to make sure to use the most of it because I love your story. And I love uh, the part about how you started here in Los Angeles because you're acting. We're exploring how we're hearing God's voice and how that's affecting the industries that we're in or the world we're in. And you're, you're an actress, but you're a producer as well. And you're in a lot of stuff. You're doing stuff all the time. And you live a zero compromise life, which is one of my favorite parts of who you are. Now, if you're not into Fear of the Walking Dead, that specific one that I mentioned, if that sounds scary to you, it's one of my industry's favorite shows. And it's more about a disease outbreak than a, like a traditional horror show. It's a, like a disease outbreak and people are surviving and trying to figure it out. But you were a bad, I mean, bad a person. Bad like a bad right? I don't know how to call it. I'm Although, like, you know what's so funny to me? Like different projects that I've done that, I felt like God was like, yeah, go for it. I remember I wanted to be coached by someone for that role yeah. who was a Christian. They were like, I won't coach you for it. Oh, wow. Because she felt like it was just a compromise or something. Well, that's, a, that's one of the interesting things. If we had another show, we talked yeah. about people's impression or view of different roles different people take. Because you could take, it doesn't matter what role you take in Hollywood, if you're an actor so many people will come against you in the church for anything. It's so funny. Like, I remember when I was um, just starting The Wire, and The Wire was my very first TV series out of college. And I watched it as all this cursing and violence. I'm like, oh, my God, Lord, this cannot be where you're sending me. Like, this, is, this, this can't be for this little Christian girl that just finished yeah. drama school. Am I really supposed to go into this show? And I prayed and I fasted with a friend for three days. And at the end of it, God was like, I'm absolutely sending you here. And it's not for your own aggrandizement. There are people that are waiting to hear from you. And what the Lord did behind the scenes was absolutely incredible. And that was wow. my real introduction into the entertainment industry and realizing that what people see on the outside when they turn on the TV or go to the movie theater, that's not necessarily what what is happening behind the scenes or why yeah. the Lord may send you to a place or bring you somewhere. But fast forward to when the show came out, the biggest fans that were coming up to me were pastors. And they're like, I love <laughs> totally. that show. I love this show. I'm totally. like, for real? Because I was like on my face, praying and fasting. Yeah. And they're like, and so I would always ask people, what do you love about the show? And they're like, it's so real. Yeah, It's so real. That was consistently their answer. And then I, and I felt like the Lord was, 
speaking to me through that too, that a lot of times within Christendom, we want to sanitize things. We want to, we want to whitewash them. We want to downplay the complexity of emotions and the complexity of the human experience. But as an artist and as an actor, it would be a disservice to audiences to try and sanitize their real life experience. Because even as Shakespeare said, you want to be able to hold the mirror up to nature. So if there's a mirror, the mirror is reflecting the authenticity of who we really are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so as an actor and as a Christian, my goal is always to tell the truth. That's so good. And the truth is not necessarily pretty. And so I found that throughout my career, a lot of times the Lord will allow me to receive roles that are not pretty, but that are true. Yeah. And the Bible says the truth shall set you free. And then your friends like me get traumatized by watching you because we're like, where's Edwina? She's doing so good. I don't even know who that woman is on the screen. <laughs> but I will say this about what you're saying because I think a lot of, and I, I like that we're going here. This is different than I thought we are going to go, but I like that we're going here. I feel like as a Christian, who's hearing God in this context. I mean, to me, that's the only way to even be in the industry because you, mm. there's, there's boundary lines that we don't even understand. There's things that happen. There's compromise that's around every corner. And so if you don't hear from God, you could hear God to get into something, but not hear God when to get out of it or when to transition or how to say no or how to say yes. And I feel like we're, we're in, we, first of all, we're saved. And then next we have a relationship with God yeah. and it's interactive. And I've watched you, just navigate this so beautifully because I feel like a lot of Christians don't have the boundary lines up in their own heart as far as what is right and what's wrong. They do it more based on a moral compass, which is good. We need to have a moral compass. But then that's so stringent where they'll say, well, like my friend who was, she was on an HBO show where she actually um, went on to a show that was like almost pornographic HBO show as a producer to stop what was happening, to stop a level of morality issues. And they were about to have unsimulated sex on that show. And she was able to get them to not do it. And HBO didn't make that compromise because of her. As a Christian, she's like, God, why are you having me on the show? You told me to be on the show. And he said, I made you a gatekeeper in Hollywood, not just to open the door, but to shut the door on hell. And so I feel like we had this weird misunderstanding in the church of like, we're going to come in and have this very faith-based experience. It's going to be all beautiful. It's going to be all very artistic, but it's something we're going to all relate to. But it ends up being more biblical. Like David's story is like, would be rated R, you know? Yeah. And I There's feel like we go into- twists and turns. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, I love that your friend- was willing to hear from God on that level because the thing about, and I was raised in a very kind of legalistic denomination. So it was, everything was black and white. It was like good and bad period. And sometimes that's easier because you don't have to pursue God all the time. You can just have, this is right, that's wrong. And that's it. And so you go here and you don't go there. Yeah. And that's it. But when you actually have to have a moment-by-moment compass with the Holy Spirit to understand, okay, I wouldn't normally go into a bar, but God is telling me to walk into this bar because I'm going to meet this person and he's going to have on a yellow shirt and is going to be sitting right in front of the bartender and I'm supposed to deliver this message and sit with them and maybe I'm supposed to have a Sprite while they have whatever— But those are like very intimate instructions and a very intimate way of hearing God that transcends, well, this is right and that's wrong. And so let me steer clear of that. And ultimately, you know, we talk a lot about salt and light and all of that. But when you simply stay in your righteous corner, what is your expectation as far as influence and impact? 
you don't care about these people. They don't care about you. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> they don't even know you're there. Yeah. So it, I think it does take a, a deeper level of intimacy with God to be protected and to yeah. be covered and to also be courageous enough to step into uncharted territory and find out what does God want me to do there. Yeah, I think it's very much like Jesus with Zacchaeus when he gets a word. Zacchaeus, I'm going to spend time in your house. And all the people around him are like, this guy's corrupt. This guy's, are you just kidding? He's a tax collector. He has parties. He's like the wrong kind of guy. And Jesus goes, and then Zacchaeus defends himself. Like, I'm actually a good hearted person. Mm. I feel like that's Hollywood right now. Wow. I'm actually have a good heart. Like, I'm actually worthy. I'm trying to do what's right. Mm. And she just goes, regardless of if you're right or wrong, I love you. And I value you, I'm going to come to your house. And so he tells his friends who are trying to defend, like, don't go there because it's unsafe. And then he he tells them, no. Then he tells Zacchaeus, I'm not coming because you're good hearted. I'm coming because I love you. Mm. And it's that kind of picture of like where as Christians, like I feel like you and I know a lot of religious people and they're wonderful, but they don't get the greater breakthrough, the greater favor, the greater connection that you're getting. And some of our friends who are getting that kind of connection are getting because you're listening to God and you're walking that line that's Mm. relational. That is the only, it's a tight wire. I mean, I watched you do it. It's a tight wire. I have to say that I've been so inspired by you, Sean. Like, I remember when I was reading Translating God. (laughs) Seriously. And this is not a shameless plug, although if you don't have the book, get the book. (laughs) But in Translating God, I was so inspired because you were talking so much about seeing beyond what you see, especially with people. And being able to have a heart of love and a spirit of love toward people. And that it's very difficult. I think a lot of times, including myself, you know, sometimes when you're raised in a very legalistic way, you can feel like it's all about judging people. Oh, that person's wrong and that person's not doing this and that person's not doing that. And you're constantly criticizing what other people are doing. But when you allow yourself to look at a person or an industry or a place through the eyes of God, it is always redemptive and it is always beyond what you so see. Good. It is always, no, this is the original design and this is where this is going and this is what God's about to do. And you will miss it if you allow your own filter to block God's filter. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's so good and it's so true. And you're living it because you're in a place where the church is basically judged Los Angeles and the entertainment industry for being the untouched people group that when you touch them, you get polluted. And when my sister and I moved oh, out man. here, my mom was like, her first thing she said out of her mouth is, you're going to lose your virginity. And I literally start scream laughing. I was like, <laughs> that's what you're concerned about. I'm a virgin. I'm going to move to LA and that's going to go away. And it was really the spiritual issue of like, you're going to, you're going to lose your purity as yeah, a person. Yourself. You're going to lose your soul. When I was and, getting out of college or when I left high school to go to college and I went to to NYU in New York and studied theater there. And yeah, people in my church were like, you're going to Sin City? Yeah. Sin City, you know, and I just kept hearing that phrase. And, and the only reason why I had the confidence to do it because I was like, God told me to go there. Yeah. God told me. So when God tells you something, you just have to trust that this is where you belong. I think people need this conversation and exploring mm-hmm. the prophetic because I feel like you could you could drop the God card in a rebellious way, which is like, yeah. God told me to do it and so shut people out. Or you can do it like, I'm actually going to love. That's why I'm dropping a God card is because God's saying, I want to give you influence in this place to love these people. And it's a much different, it's not a manipulative or it's not a control God card that you do relationally. But I feel like religious people and people who don't understand walking with God relationally are always going to judge people who 
go kind of outside the box of like the church is the safe container and you've, you've been seated, but I, I do want to talk about, I want to go move past the subject. Although I think it's an important message we just gave because when you were in New York, you knew you were supposed to come to LA and I'm going to hear a little bit about that story because we only have a few minutes left. I'm going to make sure I know is this, it goes by so fast, right? Oh Can you believe it? We're almost through a whole podcast. Oh How did that happen so fast? Oh but I know it's, it's like, boom, we're there. Um, but I want to talk about, because you moved out here and I, uh, we start wherever you want, but you moved out here losing your agents and knowing that God was calling you out here and you had a word from God to come to LA and you got picked up on a show without management, without representation and everything started for you, but it wouldn't have happened if you didn't listen to God. Mm, yeah. So I just told good. the story. You don't have to, I'm just kidding. Sure. Um, you know, when I was in New York. It's funny because I was very comfortable there. I love New York. Yeah. I loved my friends. I loved my church. I loved, you know, the different things in the industry I was getting to do. And then I came out here to speak at a conference and it was a Christian conference. And I did a whole workshop specifically for um, Christians who felt led to go into the secular entertainment industry and, you know, really poured out there. And then I stayed a couple of days extra to be a tourist. And a friend of mine took me up to the biggest, you know, this this really tall, it felt like a mountain at that time. It was like this huge, huge hill right in the middle of Hollywood. And we hiked up to the top and I saw this, you know, this billboard really far in the distance. And I just was really overlooking what felt in my spirit, like the promised land. Yeah. I could see all of LA from up there, but there was this one billboard in the distance that was calling my attention and I'm pulling him almost to the edge of the cliff to try to read this sign. And neither of us could put pinpoint all the words, but finally he's like, Edwina, come on, like, let's leave. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with this sign? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I get to the bottom of the hill and he's like, have you thought, given any thought to coming out here? I think you do really well here. And I said, it has been an incredible trip. It's been amazing, I said. But my agency is not at all supportive of me coming to L.A. and leaving New York. He's like, you can't keep letting them control your career. I said, no, that's true. I said, but also God has not given me any revelation about coming here. And I said to him, I said, I think if God said something to me about coming here without anything, I guess I'd just have to do it. But right now, I don't have either one of yeah. those things. So he kind of rolled his eyes. He's like, you're always making stuff so deep, you know. <laughs> so we parted ways. And then my two nights later, which was my last night in town, I was walking with a friend. And, um, and we were walking down the street and past the souvenir shop. And I went inside and I saw this keychain and it said Esther on it. And it mm. had a star around the Esther. And on the back, it said Hollywood. Well, I picked it up and I said, I have to buy this. And she was like, why are you buying that? Your name is not Esther. Like, why are you buying this Esther keychain? But what she didn't know was that for three years prior to that, the Lord was ministering to me so much about Esther, Esther, yeah. Esther. And right before the trip is when he revealed to me, Esther's name means star. Yeah. And it was just like, it all came together with this keychain. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to have this. So I bought it. I put it in my purse. Five minutes later, we're, 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 you know, we continue walking. And then my camera takes a picture by itself. I love this. And it just flashes. And we're both stunned. And so I turn over the viewfinder to see, well, what did it take a picture of? And it was the sign that I saw from the top of Runyon Canyon two days prior, up close and perfectly framed. Wow. And Sean, it said, from Harlem to Hollywood, you're a star. Congratulations. <laughs> 
And I'm looking like, oh my God. So I'm like, wait, but this is the sign. This is the sign. Where is it? Like, you know, I'm looking around me to see where is it. And when I turned around, it was the complete opposite direction in which we were walking across the street. And I look up and there was the billboard staring at me right there. And I would have totally missed it if my camera had not taken that picture by itself. So I knew that that was the Holy Spirit. I knew that was God. And I knew God was saying, it's time. It's time for you to go to Hollywood. So when I got back to, uh, to New York... I literally, you know, I went up to my agency. I'm telling them how great of a trip I had. And they're just laughing, talking. And then I get home and they called me and they were like, we don't think things are working out for you here. We think you need to find another agency and drop me immediately the day after I got back to New York. And I'm like, whoa, God, okay. So pretty much in 24 hours, the two things that I said would keep me from moving to Hollywood, revelation from God, support of my agents, were like, done. So then I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? What what do I do now? And I just I just literally submitted to God. I said, God, I'm willing to go, but I need you to open the door. And that's exactly what he did. Well, I remember like you didn't have a place to stay. Most people who couch surf, they couch surf in pretty like small apartments <laughs> with like a few girls here and there or whatever. And you couch served in luxury. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what's so funny? Like, just as far as the story behind that, I had, um, you know, I'm believing God, right? So now it's just a faith journey because I'm like, I don't have an agent anymore. Should I start meeting with other agents? No, I feel like I'm not supposed to because God is about to take me to Hollywood. Yeah. So everything ba- after that point became about by faith, right? And so literally the Lord told me to go to this Bible study. I went. And while I was there, <laughs> ended up meeting the woman who wrote the show, prayed over this woman. And it turned out that this woman had a show that she had written and created that I heard about and had been trying to get an audition for for three months and could not get in the room. Wow. And here God has me go to Bible this study. Bible study, pray over this woman. It turned out she created the whole show. And that's the show that brought me to Hollywood. Wow. But a few days before I was supposed to get on the plane to start rehearsals for the show, all my housing fell through. I didn't have any place to stay. And I literally was preparing to to lead this vision workshop. And this is the part a lot of people don't know. I was preparing to lead this vision workshop in New York City. And I felt the Holy Spirit saying, you're about to impart vision into all these people. But what what are you believing for? Mm. What are you believing for? What's your vision? You're crying out to me because you don't have a place to live in New York. I mean, in L.A., what's your vision for living in LA? And literally like I started trying to find pictures of if I could ask God for anything, what would it be? And I went back to my prophetic trip in LA and I was looking at these different pictures that I had taken on the trip. And I said, this house right here, it was beautiful. It was big. It was airy. It was like everything I think about when I think about Hollywood. And I said, who's the one person that I know that has a house like that in LA? And it was Viola Davis. <laughs> and I was like, God, are you saying, like, reach out to them? And literally by faith, I was like, um, I uh, am coming to L.A. <laughs> don't have a place to stay. And didn't hear anything back. And then the, in like a couple of days before I was leaving, they called me and they were like, when are you coming to L.A.? I said, Monday. They were like, oh, we're coming back Sunday. We're shooting, but we're coming back Sunday. You can live with us. And so it went from just trying to rent a room on Craigslist because I didn't have anywhere to stay 
to living in this beautiful home with these beautiful people. And now my husband and I are the godmom to their child. And now they're like godparents to us. And just, I mean, it's just the most beautiful thing in a whole wide world. And and none of these things would have happened without following God. And I'm going to tell you just one little end piece of that is that when I was doing Get Hard, um, the movie with Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell, the night of the premiere, we were on Hollywood Boulevard on the Walk of Fame. The movie was premiering at the Kodak Theater, which is where they were holding the Oscars and all of that. And I was on this huge red carpet. And as I was standing there in front of all these photographers, you know, taking pictures, 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 I looked up and I realized that I was in the exact same spot as where my camera took that wow. picture. And I looked up with all the cameras and everything. I looked up and I saw exactly where the billboard was. It was right in front of me as I was on that red carpet. And I know exactly where it's at. Yeah. I love the full circle. I mean, I love, I love too that uh, a lot of people you've connected to out here are these incredible, like Viola Davis and her husband. They're just these incredible believers who a lot of people don't even know. Like a lot of people don't know the price they've paid. And now there's people who are the next Edwinas who are connecting to you and are like, God's sending me and you and Calvin have been so beautiful to teach people how to be empowered out here, which is so crazy awesome. So I just want to, I want to commend you for that and say like, you've created, uh, you've blazed a trail now that people are looking at. And I love podcasts like this because people are going to hear a little initial faith of what it took. I mean, there's so many deeper stories as we can go on. But I love this story. It's just such a beautiful story. Mm. Well, tell me, uh, we're running out of time, but how, how do people get a hold of you? How yeah, do people sure. connect to you? Well, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Edwina Findley, and that's E-D-W-I-N-A-F-I-N-D-L-E-Y. Uh, Facebook is Edwina Findley Dickerson. And then also my website, edwinafindley.com. Yeah, and it's a great website. There's a lot of updating you do. And because you do a lot of ministry too, you do a lot of other things besides just the entertainment industry. Stay in touch because her and her husband both do things in the entertainment industry and also outside of it for ministry. And I'd encourage you to just stay involved because if you like the deep well that you heard today, it gets a lot deeper, which is amazing. Thanks so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you had me, Sean. Thank you. Well, thanks for exploring the prophetic with us. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I'm going to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.